hours worth of sleep, but it mean that you cannot preach another hour. I'm like, okay, yes, sir. So I'm going to be mindful of that, but how many of you are ready to worship the Lord this morning? I love the way you worship, and I love what God is doing. How many of you love your church? Come on, let's give God praise for your church, for your pastors. We celebrate, and it's just the beginning of the beginning. I believe that with all my heart. And somebody's like, what is that thing he's got? It's called an air horn. I've learned that I don't have to play hard. I just play smarter, right? And so I want to play a song for you. It's not really old, not too old, but it's a song entitled Steel. There's one thing that we know that he is still God no matter what we go through. Amen? Come on, come on somebody raise your hand. Have you been through something? Somebody just wave at me. Come on, just. But I want to ask you a question. Is he still God through all that you've been through? Come on, people's left you. I feel like preaching. I feel the preaching, Pastor. But people's left you. Your family's not acting right. Sometimes our kids act like they bumped their head. I'm going to leave that right there. But understand, through it all, somebody say still, still. Still, people come and things go, jobs come, they go, but still he is almighty God. He said, I'll never change. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. So here's what I'm going to tell you something. If you believe that he's still God, then no matter what you and I have been through, no matter how many times we have failed him, you know what we can do in the midst of our storms? Listen to me. In the midst of our storms, we can be still and know that he is God. Come on, you don't have to try to calm the storms. You don't have to try to fix the storms. How many of you know we can be still and know that he is God? Why don't you lift your hands? Come on, let's go ahead and play. Come on, lift your hands right now. And let's just worship him in this place. Come on, tell him, say, I'm going to be still and know that you are God.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you, will you just lift your hands toward heaven? I'm not trying to keep on and on. Come on, lift your hands and just worship him right now. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your name this morning. Can I just do something real quick? Come on, lift your hands right now. We bless your name, Lord. Come on, all over this room, will you right now just take about 20 seconds and just lift your voice and just worship him and praise him? Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. Come on, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place, yeah. How great is our God. Oh, sing with me. How great is our God. Oh, sing how great. How great, great is our God. Come on, sing this song with me, everybody. Oh, how great is our God. Come on and sing with me. How great is our God. And all will sing. How great, how great, great is our God. Come on, lift your hands and sing name above all name. Oh, he's the name above all names. Worthy of all praise. Oh, my heart will sing. How great, great is our God. Come on, lift your hands and sing in the name above all name. You're the name above all names. You're worthy of all praise. Oh, my heart will sing how great, great is our God. Come on, one more time. Sing how great. Lift your voice. How great. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will sing how great, how great. Sing that last line. Sing with me how great, how great. Oh, sing with me how great, how great, great is our God. Hallelujah. Oh, this thing that my soul, my Savior, God, to thee. Come on, sing it to Jesus this morning. How great thou art. Oh, how great thou art. Come on, lift your hands and sing it. Oh, that sings my tongue, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. Oh, 
on somebody clap your hands and give him praise hallelujah hallelujah how many of you know he is worthy to be praised come on i said the lord is worthy to be praised hallelujah i'm sorry i wasn't trying to add to or take away from sometimes i just got to get a praise out anybody know what i'm talking about hallelujah are you ready for a word from the lord this morning you ready I know you stood. Will you stand to your feet one more time all over the room as we get ready to worship the Lord? Will you stand to your feet with me, if you don't mind, for the reading of the word this morning? I want to say what an honor, what a joy it has been to be with you. Man, I'm just, I stand amazed at what God has done in this place. God, like I mentioned last night, God's taken this place from a church and a gravel pit in the hole. <laughs> now to this. Isn't it amazing? Look at somebody tell me it's amazing what God can do. It is amazing. And Pastor, thank you, and First Lady. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this. And, and we, we are connected, man. You know, some people are seasonal and others are lifers. We're lifers. So you stuck with me. Amen. <laughs> and so uh, your wife owes me a whole lot of babysitting me. Let's just leave it right there. Amen. But now I do love and appreciate. How many of you love and appreciate your pastor and his family? Come on, give God praise. Pastors. Pastors. Thank you for your hospitality. If you have your Bible, let's go to Jewel chapter 2. I was cutting up with them. they like, what kind of guy comes in here, toots his own horn, and then preaches from his own book? It don't make sense. <laughs> Come on, I didn't write this. I'm just saying. Jewel chapter 2, beginning with verse 21. Are you ready for a word from the Lord this morning? You ready? How many came needing a word from the Lord? Better yet, let me ask you a question. How many came needing some good news this morning? Come on, everybody ought to wave at me on that one, yeah. We all need some good news. Let me give you some good news. Joel chapter 2, and I'm going to read a, a few scriptures, not as much as I did last night. Let's begin with verse 21. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, and it reads like this. Don't be afraid. God is speaking here. He said, don't be afraid, O land. Be glad now and rejoice. Somebody say rejoice. Rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Has he done great things for anybody in this room today? Come on, I hear half of y'all. Where's the rest of y'all? Has it been good to anybody? For the Lord has done great things. That gives us a reason to rejoice, right? Listen to what he said in verse 22. Don't be afraid. You animals of the field and for the wilderness pastors will soon be green again. The trees will again, somebody say again, be filled with fruit and the fig trees and the grapevines will be loaded down. I like that. How many of you are ready to be loaded down with blessings? I'm not trying to sound egotistical, but turn to somebody and tell them, if you don't want yours, I'll take yours and mine too. Come on, tell them that. Amen. I'm going to move on. Okay. So here's just what he said. It'll be loaded down once more. Rejoice. There's that word again. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For the rain he sends demonstrates his faithfulness. Has he been faithful to anybody? And once more the autumn rain will come as well as a rain of spring, and the threshing floors will again, look at these words, again, 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 again they will pile high with grain, and the presses will overflow with new wine and olive oil. And the Lord says, somebody say the Lord says, come on, not the culture, not your circumstances, not what the enemy says, not what your family says or your foe says, but the Lord said, I love this, he said, I will give back to you <laughs> what you lost in the swarming locusts. In the hopping locusts, in the stripping locusts, in the cutting locusts. I don't know much about locusts and worms, but I found out that they, they operate at different levels. But God said, it don't matter how deep the enemy has gotten in your life. God said, I'm going to restore it to you. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I mean, I'd have preached on it. So understand the cutting locusts. And he said, it, it, was, it was I. The Lord said, it was I 
who sent this great destroying army against you. <laughs> but once again, look at this again and again, once and again. You will have all, somebody shout all, all the food you want. And you will praise the Lord your God. And who does these miracles for you? Never again will my people be disgraced. Hallelujah. Verse 27, last verse right here. Then the Lord, you will know that I'm among my people Israel, that I'm the Lord your God, and there is no other. Never again. Somebody say never again. Never again will my people be disgraced. I'm sorry, I got two more verses of Scripture. This is good right here. Then after doing all these things, God said, I will pour my spirit upon all people, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. I guess I'm stuck somewhere in the middle between the old and the new. So I'm, I'm a drizzler. How about that? Did y'all get that dream and a visioner? Oh, yeah. Young men will see visions. In verse 29, this is the last verse. In those days, I will pour my spirit out even upon the servants, the men and women alike. I want to preach a message this morning. I know I've got it titled as the reaping season, but I'm going to add to it. I want to preach on the accelerated season. How about that? Thanks for being patient. Will you, will you reach over there and grab a hold of the person's hand next to you unless you're COVID scared or something? I understand. If you feel comfortable, you don't have to if you don't want to. But will you pray with me? If you want to reach across there and let's grab somebody's hand. This old school. We used to do this. It's an act of agreement. One could bid a thousand to fly. Two could bid ten thousand. Anybody glad we're not just a religious community? We are family. Somebody say family. Yes, we are. So if you feel comfortable with that person's hand in your hand, will you raise those hands toward heaven right now? And I want you to lift your voice toward God. And I want you to ask him right now. And tell him, say, God, I need an accelerated season. Come on right now. All over this room, let your voice rise. Come on right now. Your voice is the most important thing that needs to be heard right now. Father, we praise you. God, we honor you. We glorify you this morning. God, we magnify you. We exalt you. We extol you. For God, you are higher than the highest. You're holier than the holies. You're king of kings. You're Lord of Lords, you're Alpha and Omega, you're the beginning and the end, you're the first and the last, you're the line of the tribe of Judah. God, there's so many names, there's so many descriptive ways we could call you out, but we are glad that you are God in this place this morning. And so, God, I'm asking you right now that you would bring about restoration to your people. God, I know that we've been in some hard seasons for the last couple years, but I believe that even though we've been made different, the night joy is coming this morning. God, that you're going to accelerate and once again, you're going to restore the joy and you're going to cause us to rejoice. Even though the enemy may have taken from us, he's going to have to give back to us what he has taken illegally. And God, you're going to slap a 7% interest rate on him. Hallelujah. He has to give back seven times. Come on, y'all pray with me. So, Father, I pray that you will release an awesome anointing. You're already here. We don't have to invite you to come in this room. You're already here. But I pray, oh God, that you would just release the anointing that makes revelation go forth. God, the anointing that makes preaching easy. The anointing that makes listening easy. But Lord, your word tells us 15 times, hear, see the half and ear. Let him hear what the Spirit is going to say to the church. And I believe this is a word for this church in season today. So I bind and I rebuke. Come on, somebody do some spiritual warfare praying with me right now. I bind and I rebuke every attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus. And at the same time that we bind up something, we lose something. So we loose the anointing of God. We loose the human handcuffs off of God. And God, we just want you to be God in this room and God in our life and God in our family, God in our community, God in our nation. God, if we've ever need you, we need you now. So let it start in this place this morning. And God, I pray that you would just release an accelerated anointing upon your people. And Lord, when everything is said and done, I'm, we're going to be able to say, I was glad I was in the house of the Lord today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. 
I want, <laughs> I want you to turn about four or five people as you're being seated and tell them it's your accelerated season. Come on, tell them that. Come on, smile at them and tell them it's your accelerated season. Point at somebody across the room and say, it's your accelerated season. I don't know what you've been through, but it's your accelerated season. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. Listen, I can't make this happen, but I've got a sense when the God's fixing to release something in this place. How, how many of you ready to get released from your, your restrictions and let God bless you with accelerated? Somebody say accelerated. Accelerate. I got I to gotta stop. Let me just stick with this. You ready? I, I want to deal with this. I want to preach on a reaper season or accelerated season. It doesn't matter to me about the title. Now, I don't mind to tell you, I'm the first one to tell you that I'm no farmer. <laughs> I mean, if you want something to die, you ask me to take care of it. I don't have a green thumb, right? And so I, I don't know about farming. Some of you do. But I have enough sense to know. I've talked with different farmers and those who have the ability to plant. And what they tell me is this. Let me just share with you what they tell me. They said this. They said when you plant something, and I've had this discussion, they said, whatever you sow, if you take care of it, it will come back even in a greater manner than what you put it in the ground. And I begin to think about this. I'm not, going, I'm not here to take up an offering, okay, so relax. <laughs> but I just want to tell you this. It's amazing how if you take a seed, all right, let's just talk about this. If you take a seed, a natural sense of seed, like, for an example, if I have an apple, I got an apple seed, I got a watermelon. Anybody like watermelon? Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, don't get me preaching on that. <laughs> I used to sit out there as a kid with a watermelon and a water hose. I'd just get it all over, but boy, it was good. I started singing, this is like heaven to me, you know. <laughs> I got to stop. I may be hungry or something. But anyway, if you take that seed, you take that seed, what happens is, well, listen to this, without, even, without the help of God, I'm, we know we need him for everything. But without even God getting in the picture, did you know a seed has a natural assignment that when you sow that seed, that singular seed becomes plural? I'm not messing with you, man. I'm just laying a foundation. That single seed becomes plural. In other words, if I plant an apple seed, I'm not going to get just an apple. I'm going to get apples. Oh, yeah. And, man, there's so much that could be preached on right here. And that's why it's so important that when you have an important seat, whether it be your time, whether it be your effort, whether it be your tithes, whether it be your offering, whatever it is, it's important that you realize that you have an awesome seed within your hand. You have the ability to cause whatever you have singular woo, to become plural. Hallelujah. Ha, Man, there's, I'm trying to hold down the fort. I want to stay right here. There's so many directions I want to go. So isn't it amazing how you have within you the ability to have a singular something, whether it's your hospitality. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just going to preach on it. Whether it be your hospitality, it doesn't always have to be money. I know a lot of times we've always related seed as money, but there's more to that. You realize the clothes that you have on your back, that can become a seed. Come on, right? When you get to the place where you realize that if you have something singular, even if you have breath in your lungs, you have something that people are struggling for, especially right now. And so naturally, let me move on with this. Naturally, it is, if, you, if I take a seed, man, I can cause that apple seed, that watermelon seed. But I have to be careful where I plant that seed. Why? Because if I plant it in the wrong place, it's going to die. If I plant in the wrong place, it's not going to grow right. It's going to be inefficient or whatever. That's why the Bible's talking about, you know, some people sow the word. They sow the seed. It, it falls on thorny ground. It falls on rocky ground. But it's amazing when you plant it at the right place at the right time, that singular seed becomes something that is multiplied. Come on, somebody say amen. 
So let me ask you this. If there's a singular assignment upon one single seat, isn't it amazing how when God puts his hand on something, God don't just add, he multiplies. I'm about to come down there and walk this thing out. I'm trying to stay up here, Pastor. Pastor's talking to his wife. He'll be down here in a minute. I probably will. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm trying to hang out up here. Amen. But do you understand how much? Okay, y'all did it. Y'all did it. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to wind up in the balcony, but I'll be there. Amen. Isn't it amazing how if you leave God out of the equation, how that singular seed becomes something that is plural. Now, y'all bear with me. I'm going to give y'all vertigo because I'm going to walk around a little bit. And I'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> but isn't it amazing? But how much more, y'all, can there be a multiplication when God begins to put his hand on something? Can I run a parallel for you? It's kind of like unity. You think about this. I love to talk about unity because, man, if we've ever needed unity, we need unity in the body right now. I'm going to throw a not-so-good story at you right here. I didn't plan any of this. I'm just kind of rolling with it. But uh, a friend of mine who's got a friend that sounds like gossip, don't it? But it's not gossip. It's real. A friend of mine, uh, he pastors a church, and he has a pastor friend. That their church just recently, this is so sad. Their church just recently, they didn't just divide, y'all. They closed their church because they, they were arguing back and forth who needs to be vaccinated and who don't. Yeah, they didn't just divide. They closed the church. So that's a whole nother night, a whole nother sermon, how we need unity in the body of Christ. But can I run a parallel of the importance of what God puts his hand on? If you remember the Tower of Babel, remember that? Where God had these enemies. Here's a sermon and a sermon. God had these enemies. I'm going to make it simple for you. They were building this tower. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm laughing because they thought they were going to build a tower tall enough to get up to God and shoot an arrow at God. Come on, give me a break. Oh, I feel like preaching this right here. They should have recognized, and of course they probably didn't know it because the devil's the God over their world, but, you know, they should have realized that if the devil tried to kick God and one-third of the angels out of heaven, and that didn't work, <laughs> there's no way you're going to be able to build a tower. And that's what they were doing. They were trying to build a tower to get the God to shoot error and take over. And so what is kind of a, intriguing in a sense is this, that in the process of this building, what happened? The Bible said God came down there. Come on, he didn't just look over the balcony of heaven and go, oh, wow, that's cool. No, the Bible said God came down there. He was not intrigued. He was not happy. He was mad. He was angry. And he came down there to the tower, and this is what God said. Listen to this. God said, now, he's talking about his enemy. He said, there's nothing that they cannot do when they're unified. Come on. Can I borrow you for just a minute? He's like, oh, God, me again. Hey, come on up here front and center, man. <laughs> come on, can I keep preaching for just a minute? I'll get out of this intro in just a second. So can you imagine? God comes down here. I'm running a parallel about the importance of God putting his hand on something. God came down there. He visited the tower. He's like, there's nothing they cannot do when they're unified. So all of a sudden, the Bible said that in that moment, God divided the tongue. Boy, I want to go somewhere with Pentecost, but I'm going to leave that right there. So what happened is God divided the tongue. So can you imagine me and you are working together? We're building this tower. We're going to build this thing up to God. We're going to shoot an arrow in him. We're going to take over. No, no, no. Well, all of a sudden, I'm asking you, all right, uh, give me a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, give me a hammer. All right. <laughs> now keep your hands out of your pocket, man. Just, uh, I'm, no knives, nothing like that. I'm just joking. All right, now watch this. And all of a sudden we're talking, okay? I need a saw. So he hands me the saw and I'm working. Man, we're going to get this tower done. All of a sudden God divides <laughs> the tongue and I'm fixing to ask for nails. I turn to him and go, yeah, just like y'all did. You can imagine, wait, is he having a heat stroke or something? I'm sitting here trying to tell him I need some nails. Y'all try to do that. That's fast. I think I've had too much donuts this morning or something. And I'm trying, I'm trying to tell him I need a hammer. And he's trying to talk. And then everything stops. It's amazing how God would come down there. Thank you so much. That was easy, wasn't it? <laughs> come on, y'all, give me a hand. It's, it's scary up here. But isn't that amazing how God would come down there and say that about the tower, and then God divided the tongue. Can I just finish this real quick? Did you know God did not put the tongue back together until the day of Pentecost? See, I, t I didn't want to go down that road. But it was a day of Pentecost until God allowed the tongues to come back again. Come on, somebody. Because when the Holy Ghost, oh, here I am, at 9 o'clock in the morning, the Holy Ghost came down in the upper room, and the Bible said they just so happened to be at a Passover, and they're from all the different places around and, and different dialogue. And guess what? When the Holy Ghost hit that city like a roar, rushing mighty wind, it hit the upper room. Clover and tongues came and set upon them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the others. And the Bible said everybody could hear their own language being spoken. Does anybody believe God is able to take away, but he's also able to give. And he multiplies, and God gave the gift of the Holy Ghost that we are still rejoicing and receiving, sitting in this room today. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. Woo, I feel him. Come on, give God a Holy Ghost shout of praise, somebody. <laughs> That's a side note. So isn't it amazing how when God puts his hand on something, he doesn't just add to it, he multiplies. Somebody say he multiplies. So that's why, and I've struggled with the scripture, and Matthew, the word said, you'll reap where you have not sown. I'm thinking, how's that possible that you can't sow, but yet you'll reap? And then it dawned on me, when you give to missionaries, they come to the church. You may never leave this Weirton, West Virginia, this area. I'm so used to being over there. You may never leave this area. But, man, when you sow your seed and you give, those missionaries goes over there. They start touching villages and, and cities and nations. Guess what you're doing? You're reaping even in the place you have not. So come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. Oh, I know that's heavy. Let me get back on track. Lord, I about fell for y'all. Hallelujah. So here's my question to us this morning. What happens when God puts his hand on something that he's blessed us with? I'm going to say it again. I've said it twice, but three times is a charm. God will not just add, but he will multiply. Somebody say multiply. And I really believe that I said this and sit down. This would be the word for the, this church. God is fixing to move this church whew, into an accelerated season. Come on, somebody say accelerated season. Come on, say it again, accelerated season. Whoo, oh, yes, Lord, I hear you. Man, God is just dropping step in my spirit. You know what's happened with us? Is it, this, I've never preached this before right here. This is fresh from heaven. You know what the Lord just dropped in my spirit? God has seated you and I in the 2021. <laughs> he didn't need us in the, in the Old Testament. 
Why? Because he already had your Moses and your Nehemiahs and your Joshuas and, and your Elijah and your Elijahs. He didn't need to see the sin. Are you with me? He didn't need to see this in the New Testament because he's got the disciples and everybody. I would have loved to be there, but I'm going to fast forward. Listen to me. God didn't need you in the early stages of America. He didn't need you in the early stages of the church. He seated you and I right here, right now. Why? Because you're like, well, Joe, I would have loved to be one of the disciples. I would too, but can I give you some good news? You are his disciples. The Bible, the Bible talks about they were blessed where they could watch him and, and walk with him and live with him. But the Bible said, in other words, we are more blessed because we have yet to see him, but yet we still believe. Come on, is this making sense this morning? I feel like I'm all over the place. Well, this is my one shot for a week revival, so let's do this. Amen. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Been amazing how God didn't need us. So what does he do, y'all? He sees us into this generation. He's placed you here for such a time as this, that you and I, we can be culture changers. That we can literally not just come in here and have good church and good fellowship. All that's good. But we come in here, y'all, to go out the full walls of this church, to be the church in our community, in our home, and to be a walking, talking, living, breathing revival. Do you believe that? Somebody say amen. Okay, I'm moving on. And so I believe with all of my heart that God is using us. He's using us to transition a generation and one millennial to another. Not a generation before will we be able to help, but I believe with all of my heart that God has placed you and I here to become an accelerated season in our life. You say, well, Joel, what does acceleration mean? I'll tell you what my philosophy is, what my thought is. Acceleration means that what would normally take 30 years would only take 10 and what will only take 10 years will only take, I'm just throwing numbers out. It doesn't have to be literally or exact. But understand that what it would take 10 years can only take five years or three years or, or one year. Come on, or one month or, or one week or one day or one hour, one minute, one second, one millisecond. Whew. <laughs> Come on, one millisecond. Does anybody, we were talking about this coming down. Is anybody glad for the greatest miracle we could ever experience? And that is the miracle of salvation. In the maze, it doesn't matter if you're a prostitute, lesbian, homosexual. doesn't matter what kind of sin we've been a part of. We've all been sinners, whether you're a liar, a black lie, white lie, purple polka dotted lie. The Bible said all lies will have their place in the lake of fire. But in the maze and how, when you get in the presence of God, no matter how bad you have struggled, you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart. And just like that, you become heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus. Come on, he takes us out of darkness and he places us into his marvelous light. I know it sounds like a preacher's crusade, but it's true. It's then that we become flesh of his flesh. They got me sweating this morning. Flesh of the flesh and bone of his bone. His royal priesthood is called out generation. The bride of Christ. We're the sheep of the pasture. We're the apple of his eye. We are the church, y'all, that Jesus Christ is coming back after. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Woo. Can I keep preaching? The dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. Caught up means rapture. You won't find, I don't mean to get off on this this morning, you won't find the word rapture in the Bible. You have to do some Bible study. And what it means is it means rapio. Somebody say rapio. Come on, do that without spitting on somebody. Rapio. Y'all safe on the front row, all right? Y'all good. 
rapio. Rapio means you're snatched out, you're carrying out, you're taken out by force. Whoa. And that's what's going to Imagine what's going to happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. But until we get there, y'all, God is like, I want to accelerate you. I look around at this building. I'm amazed what's happened just in the last four years since I've been here. You went from a church and a gravel pit in a hole to look what God has done. He's given you 36, 38,000 square foot. He's given you a brand new area to come on to preach the gospel that you can become the church of the city, that the glory of God will come here, that this place can radically be changed, and God wants to multiply this place, and you ain't seen nothing yet. Do you receive that? Somebody give God a shout of praise. Come on. Can I keep preaching just a little bit longer? Oh, God, I heard four of y'all. I'm glad I can't see y'all. That scared me. I'm, I'm joking. I'm going to give you four things. You really? Number one, watch this. I didn't even do that. Look, acceleration means the increased amount, extent, to undergo a change of velocity, a, a speed of something, and given direction. You know what that means? That means it doesn't matter if something's standing still or if it's heading in the wrong direction. Does anybody believe this morning that we serve a providential God? I may be headed this way, but you'll just turn it on to die. Come on, your finances may be headed, but you'll turn it on to die. Come on, all it takes is one check and things can be paid off. Somebody believe with me this morning. Yeah, I'm going to look this way so you don't think I'm talking about y'all, but some of y'all, <laughs> you got married and you fell off your honeymoon two weeks after you got married. Headed in the wrong direction. But it's amazing how God accelerates and he turns things. Come on, look at somebody, tell them he'll turn it. Come on, tell them that. Well, you know, the doctor, I, mean, I feel like preaching this morning. You're like, well, Joel, I'm, I'm a fat guy. I'm a realist, and that's good. But can I just kind of give you this exhortation that when God's doing something spiritually, sometimes it don't make sense in the natural? <laughs> Come on, you're waiting for the fruit. You're waiting for the product. And I realize we have to be real. I feel like somebody needs this, so I'm going to just preach as fast as I can without hyperventilating. Is that all right? Listen what I'm telling you. You may look at your situation and say, you know what? I don't see how in the world that things can accelerate. Why? Because things ain't moving. Things ain't shaking. There's some of you in this room today. You're a Christian. You love God. You're here. You pay your tithes. You're, and I thank God for you. But sometimes we have struggles, don't we? Come on, everybody say yes, amen. Because if you don't admit that either, you're pleading the fifth or you're lying. Somebody say amen. Come on, we got battles, we got struggles, and but how many of you glad we serve a mighty God this morning? And I realize, man, we we the, the real part is, you know, you know, I want my family blessed. And, and the fact of the matter is maybe your family's doing meth and, and alcohol and all these different things, and they're they're out and then they're prodigal. But don't stop there. Does anybody believe God is able to turn this situation around? Let me preach it like this. There's a difference between what we call the fact of the matter and the truth of the matter. You can't deny that fact. Fact is fact. The fact is maybe you're like, well, Joel, I went to the doctor. I got a bad report. Uh, we've been there. Got a bad report. It ain't what I wanted, what they desired. But can I tell you the good news this morning? The good news is I don't have to just accept the fact and let that be the fate of my future. I can turn to the truth of God's word. And the Bible said, whose report will you believe? Come on, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. His report says I'm healed. Come on, his report says I'm free. His report says I get the privilege of living my life in victory. 
You're like, well, Joel, what about my family? Nothing's accelerating there. Just hang in there, honey. Keep on believing. Why? Because the Bible says in the book of Acts that if you believe on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved in your house. Come on, somebody shout, that's my house. Come on, some of you need to shake your head at the devil and say, that's my house. Some of you need to point your finger up to the devil. Come on, he's not in hell. He's on his way. Come on, point your finger up there and tell him that's my house. Come on, seriously, he don't believe you. Point your finger up there and shake your head at him and tell him, get your hands off my house. Well, because I feel like I need to preach this this morning. Well, because you stand on the promises of God. The promise that God will accelerate your family. That is for you and your house, you're going to serve the Lord and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I can see her going to know. Uh, Psalms 91 said, Errors may fly by day and pestilence may come by night, but it will not come nigh to me or my house. I said, me or my house. So I know you're sitting here in this room today and go, I wish my family was with me. Don't give up on them, y'all. Why? Because I love what the psalm, am I preaching too fast? Is this all right this morning? I love what the psalmist said. The psalmist said, I lift my hands, listen to this, y'all. And he said, I praise God for generations to come. Y'all miss it. I said, generations to come. Somebody say, generations to come. What is he saying? I may be sitting in this room by myself wishing my family was here. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw my hands up. And I'm still going to give God praise. Not just that I'm in this room, but I praise him that the blessings of the Lord is coming to my children. And my children's children. And my children's children's children. And my children's 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 children. And my children's children's children. I'm confused now. But you get it. Does anybody believe God is able to pour his spirit out upon generations to come that they will stand upon your shoulders. They will do double what we've done. Do you believe that? Somebody give God a shout of praise right now. You're like, what about my health? I need acceleration in my health. There's a scripture for everything you go through. The Bible said he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon it. And Peter quoted it. He said, by his stripes, I'm already healed. You know, I was drumming the worst battle of my life. And it feels like the enemy's just whipping out all the arsenal that he can. I got some great news for you. Isaiah 57, 14. It said, and no weapon formed against me shall. Oh, Psalms 91 said, again, airs may fly by day and pestilence may come by night, but it will not come not to me or my house. Joel, I deal with loneliness. There's scripture for that. He said, I'll not leave you. I'll not forsake you. I'll be with you even to the end of the ages. I'm going to preach a preacher's say, but I mean it. You ready? Just remember this, y'all. As long as you know that God is for you, Jesus is with you, the Holy Ghost is in you. Come on, the blood of Jesus saves you. Well, I just feel like walking a little bit because I can. Hallelujah. Come on. He said, come on up here. Hallelujah. Listen when I tell you. Man, you got the blood of Jesus. Anybody faithful for the blood of Jesus here this morning? Come on. I can't hear you. Anybody faithful for the blood of Jesus? Somebody tell me what can wash away my sin. Ah, come on. Some of y'all really covered in the blood. <laughs> Let me ask her again. I said, what can wash away my sin? Come on, what can make me whole again? Can I preach it this morning? It's the blood that saves me. It's the blood that redeems me. It's the blood that heals me. <laughs> come on, it's the blood that protects me. I'm going to come up here and demonstrate this real quick. You know what? I'm going to go old school on you. When the devil comes at me, he's not going to look at me as a second generation Pentecostal preacher. 
He's not going to go, oh, I'm sorry, I messed up with the wrong one. I wish he would know that. <laughs> but you know what? When he comes to me, he's not going to say, oh, I'm sorry, wrong house. No. You know what? When he comes to me, I, I don't want him to know that I'm a preacher. He'll know. But you know what? I want him to know. Here's what I'm trying to prove to you. I want him to look at me and can't even find me because I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody tell him you're covered. You're covered. I thought I preached him about Waffle House. We're, we're splattered, scattered, covered, and smothered. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all missed it. I said we're splattered, scattered, covered, and smothered. Hallelujah. In the blood. So when the devil comes, man, I want him to have to go old school. Where he looks at us and he pulls a James Brown and the MC Hammer. And he goes, shoot, can't touch this. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. I'm trying to hurry. Y'all keep pulling this stuff out of me. So I'm thankful for the blood. Somebody's thankful for the blood. Give God a shout of praise this morning. Come on. I'm hurrying. But I don't, I don't stop there. Well, because I found out there's many things I could add to this. But then I got two more. I got the angels of God that surround me. The Bible said God has given you not just an angel, plural, but plural. What does it mean? Angels. Not just a singular angel, but plural. Somebody say angels. You're like, oh, hallelujah, what does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. Read in your Bible. There was one angel, brother, with 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. One angel. Somebody shout one angel. But man, when God does something, he goes big, don't he? He doesn't just give you one angel. He said, I give his angels charge over you. I got to stop this. Then there's two more and I'm done. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. As long as surely goodness and mercy, they're going to undergird me. I may get it wrong 999 times, but mercy said, come on, get up. Grace said, get back up again. Dust yourself off. I know you feel like losing your mind, but dust yourself off. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody give God a shout of praise right now. I'm okay, this is on purpose. I ain't gonna promise how long I'm gonna stay down here. But some of y'all, man, you remind me, and we all go through this, let's say we. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting a breather, hallelujah. I'm joking. Some of us, man, were like the Good Samaritan. Remember that? Y'all look really weird upside down, I'll tell y'all. Woo, I mess with you. But men were like the good Samaritan. <laughs> You're like, Pastor, this guy's crazy. For Jesus. You're like the good Samaritan. Remember the guy, the thief coming in there and knocked this dude down? He, I could use all these descriptive words. He was bleeding. He was battered. He's broken. He's disgusted, busted, all this stuff. But he was bad off. And all the religious folks passed him by. Come on, don't make me preach it. Just somebody say, oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, they all passed them by. I ain't got time for that. I got places to go, things to do, people to see. But all of a sudden, the good Samaritan passed by, started picking them up. And the Bible said, whoo, hallelujah. The Bible said that the man was left half dead. Somebody say half dead. That's a bad half dead. Oh, how are you? I'm half dead. I got one foot on the banana peel and another on the grave. Come on, can I keep preaching this all right this morning? I know where I'm going. I'm not lost it. And, I, man, and the Bible said he was half dead. Everybody else looked at him as they passed by. I made a wet spot because I'm sweating so bad. Don't slip if you come up here. We need a water uh, 
thing that said wet right here. Anyway. But man, this guy's half dead. You got all those folks that don't care. They're passing by going, he dead. <laughs> They're religious folks. I can't do nothing with him. If I help him out of here, oh. But can I tell you when the good Samaritan came, even though he was half dead, here's the good side, y'all. <laughs> the good side is, though he was half dead, he still got enough life on the inside of him to start getting up again. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Guess what time it is, y'all? God is fixing to accelerate you. The enemy knocks you down, but you get back up. You need to start dusting yourself up. Mercy and grace will pick you up and say, I know suicide about took you out, but there's more to live for than to die for. You start dusting yourself up. You point your finger on the nose of your adversary, and you tell the devil, devil, you should have had me when I was down, but I'm getting up. Everything you take it from me, God's going to restore to me. Somebody give God a shout of praise in this place, right? Come on, give him out a 10-second shout of praise. Come on, bless his name. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Woo. My God. I, I feel the same way. That's why you, listen to me, you can't judge your future by where you're at. And church folks, listen to me. We can't, we can't start doing this judging those who are on the wayside because they're hooked on drugs and alcoholism. And we know what statistics say. I'm telling you, it ain't over till Jesus passes by and says it so. Come on, is this all right this morning, church? God speaks into accelerate. Somebody say accelerate. He's going to get back to you. What the enemy has taken from you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you, what? All the days of your life. Will you stand here? You know, I could keep preaching, but I feel the peace of God to stop. Hallelujah. Come on, will you stand to your feet when the musicians are coming to get ready to play? Will you lift your hands toward heaven right now? In other words, do you hear what the Lord is saying, that he will accelerate? It doesn't matter how long you've been broken. God said, and I wish I had more time. I just ran out of time this morning. I'd love to show you exactly what was going on in the book of Joel. God said, I'm going to restore every level that the, that the caterpillar and the canker, whatever they did, I'm going to restore it. There was no rain. Guess what God did? God gave them six months of rain in 30 days without flooding them out. He gave them fresh oil. There's meaning for all this stuff. He gave them healing. How many of you believe God's going to give you everything that you need and then some? Lift your hands and let's just worship him in this place. Come on, y'all. For in my presence, saith the Lord, is the fullness of everything that you need. It is my heart's desire because I love you with such an unconditional love. I prove that by giving you my son, Jesus. And I say to you this morning that I see your brokenness. I see how you've been wounded. I see how you've been hurt. I see how you've been betrayed. I see everything. Though men look on the outward appearance, I am God and I see the heart. I see in the secret chambers those things that you hold on the inside and you won't let out and you won't let whoever's on the outside come in. But I say to you this morning that you can trust me with all that you have. You can trust me with your heart. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock, saith the Lord. 
and I will not enter until you open up the door willingly and allow me to come in. But if you allow me to come in, said the Lord, I will touch the untouchable, I will reach the unreachable, I'll love the unlovable, I'll change the unchangeable, and I'll save the unsavable, said the Lord. I'll do these things. I desire to restore you. When I restore you, said the Lord, I may allow the memory to remain in your mind, the memory because of a testimony, but I will remove the pain, said the Lord. I will take the pain of what you've been through, and I will move you from a place of being wounded to battle scars. Here we can look at someone and say, if it had not been for my God, I'd have never made it out, I'd have never made it through. And I say to you this morning, my children, I'm in a season, and you're in a season, said the Lord, that I'm going to restore what the enemy has tried to take, what he's tried to divide, what he's tried to separate. I will restore what the enemy has taken, and I will even then get more, said the Lord. But you have to be willing to believe me with all that is within you. Trust me with everything. Don't question me, said the Lord. Don't ask me why, but just give me your what this morning. And watch me, I will accelerate what would take you years to get over, said the Lord. I can take it away in a milliseconds. Just trust me this morning. And with your eyes, you will see my salvation, said the Lord. Come on, lift your hands all over this building right now if you're physically able. Hallelujah. Lift your voice. Come on, say, God, I need you. Come on, right now, in your, in your own tongue, in your own way of saying it, come on, your own language. God, I need you. I need you this morning. I can't make it without you. I've tried. I've tried to fix it, and it makes things worse. I've tried things my own way, and I just get more frustrated, Lord. But I learned this morning that my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. God, your ways are higher than mine. Your thoughts are higher than mine. I feel like God's going to deposit something in this place this morning. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to limit God. But I do know in my heart, God's going to heal some folks. You need some healing. Some of you, I don't mean to keep going on this morning, but some of you, man, you're so frustrated. You're looking at people that don't even go to church. Like, man, look at them. They're robbing Peter to pay Paul. They're, they're doing stuff under the table. How are they being blessed? But let me just give you a scripture. We're going to pray. Psalms 37. For the writer said, fret not yourself because of evildoers, nor here see that prosper in his way. For they shall soon be cut down on the grass and withers the green earth. He said, but you ain't patiently on the Lord. This is a word for somebody. You ain't patiently on the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. In verse 25, he said, because I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I pray that you would do what you set out to do in this room today. God, I didn't drive 12 hours just to sing songs or preach a sermon and or pray a benediction and go home. God, we're believing you for awesome things to happen. See, that's going to remain. Come on, y'all, pray with me right now. Hallelujah. I usually don't do this way, but every head bowed of eye closed, if you don't mind, all across this room. I want to say I appreciate you coming this morning. I'm, there goes that pastor thing kicking into me. I'm not the pastor. But we're so glad that you are. I know you passed probably 50 churches getting here, but God's brought you here this morning. I'm not going to embarrass you. But let me ask you a question. You say, Joel, I know I need to be restored. I'm not where I need to be. I need Jesus in my life. And I'll be safe to say this. At this moment, at this moment right now, we're not asking you to join the church. That'll come later. We're not asking that you jump in a baptism of a pool. You need to be baptized. But I'm simply asking you right now, do you need Jesus? 
Have you not found out by now that you can't figure everything out on your own? You can't turn to drugs and alcohol and all this other stuff. They'll, they'll be soothing and calming for a moment, but when the high goes away, you're back facing it again. So I want to be say, Joe, I need Jesus this morning. I want to make sure that he is Lord of my life. Will you lift your hands across this room? Come on, God, wow. Come on, everybody keep your eyes closed. Every, look, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, man, you're still worth it all this morning. God's going to deposit his salvation on the inside of you. Come on, lift your hands right now. I don't know if you got a simulation team. If you're a part of the simulation team, take a look at who's, in a, who's got their hands raised and go to them at the church. Come on, lift your hands if you need Jesus this morning. Throw them, don't be afraid. Come on, don't be ashamed. I, I want everybody in this room to throw your hands up. I'm a hand-raising preacher. I know I got it. Come on, everybody throw your hands up. We're going to do it with all those. I don't know how many people raise their hand to be saved this morning. I'll probably be saved to say at least 15. It's not about numbers. God's keeping track of that. Everybody in this room, I want you to pray this prayer with me out loud. Ready, everybody, from the platform to the soundboard and the media booth. Come on, ready? Everybody shout Jesus. Let's do that again. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Come on, shout and say, Jesus, I know that you died for me. You rose from the grave for me. You're coming back for me. Come on, shout and say, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to miss heaven. I do not want to miss the rapture. <laughs> Come on, say, I don't want to miss the rapture. I want to be heaven ready, rapture ready, judgment ready, eternity ready. And the only way that can happen is that you, Jesus, come into my heart be the Lord of my life. Come on, shout it with me. You died for me. You rose from the grave for me. You're coming back for me. And if you don't change me, I'm forever lost. I choose to make you the Lord of my life. Come on, say this to me. Say, I've denounced sin, the world, and the devil. And I confess that Jesus Christ is now the Lord of my life. I am saved. Come on, give God a shout of praise. Come on, I know you've been standing a while. Come on, give about 10. Somebody whistle, somebody shout. There's a party going on in heaven. You just can't hear them. We're just joining them. I know the hour's late, but I want to ask you a question here this morning. And I know we all need this, but there's some people who are more needed than others, and I'm going to leave that right there. I wonder if you say, Joel, I feel like I've been, in, I've been in just in a, in a rut. You know what a rut is? A rut is nothing more but two ends of a grave busted out. So if you're ready to come out of the grave, and you're ready to allow God to begin to accelerate you, if you would say, Joel, I just need some accelerated blessings, man. My family needs that from A to Z right now. You want God to put an accelerated blessings on your business, whatever it is right now. And if you don't come, if you're scared to come, I understand God's in this room. You just call out on him, and I promise you he'll do the same for you back there as he does up here. But if you're willing to take a step out and say, I need an accelerated blessing. I need it on my family, my finance, my home, my health, my marriage, my ministry. The list goes on and on. Right now, you need a test from heaven. Step out from where we are. Just come stand across this front. I want to lay hands on you and pray for you this morning. Come on, prayer team, elders. 
uh, you know, the protocol here. Come on in the name of the Lord. Come on, if you just come right now. Nobody's going to make you. Nobody's going to manipulate you this morning. We don't ever want you to leave out of this room. I tell my, listen to me, I sound like pastor. I tell my church, we don't ever want you to leave out of here feel like you've been manipulated. Because, listen to me, we're not about manipulation. Manipulation, intimidation, domination, that's witchcraft. That's what that is. So we want you to freely come and God will freely give. Somebody say amen. Come on, they're coming. You're worth the wait. I drove 12 hours, man, for this moment right here. For this moment right here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anybody else? Come on. They're coming. If you can't stand for a while, you're welcome. Just come down here and sit on the front row. I promise I'll pray for you. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Come on. Come on right now. If you need God to turn something, change something, switch something. Some of you need job promotions. Some of you need some insurance claims closed. Whatever it is right now. Some of you need your children to get where they need to be. Come on, let's believe this morning. Hey, I, I'm going to say this as you're coming, and I'm, I don't mean to talk so much, but I don't mind telling you this, and I'm not saying this to cover myself, but I mean it, brother, that I can't heal a flea with a migraine if they have one. But you know what? I know a Jesus who can walk on the water. I know a Jesus that he's already been there, done that. Somebody say, been there, done that. He's not coming to walk on the water. He's already walked on it. He's not coming just to heal the blind and heal the sick. He's already done that. So I put my trust in him today. Anybody else? Come on. I'm, I'm going to open up the altars one more time for you. These altars are wide open. Come anytime. Come on right now. There's no pressure on you, okay? Right now. You're like, well, I'm good. You know, I'm dealt with COVID. I got you. I understand. Anybody else? Come on in the name of the Lord. I believe that God's going to put accelerated blessings on you. Hey, those of you in the chairs, you can be seated if you like. I, I need you to pray with me. Will you pray with me this morning? Praise teams are going to sing. They're going to worship. And I, I don't know what the protocol of the ending is, but everybody in the, in the front of the altar, lift your hands toward heaven right now. And this is what I feel led of the Lord for you to do. You ready? Everybody in the altar, take one step forward. One step forward. Come on, I'm not just trying to get you closer up here. That, that's good. But how many of you believe you had just stepped into a brand new prophetic season in your life? I'm going to say that again. I said, you stepped into your prophetic season. How many of you believe you stepped out of that not enough into enough and now more than enough? Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and just receive it. The heavens open over this place right now. Hallelujah. Will you shut your hand? Y'all sing, worship, whatever you want. I'm going to start down there, whoever's going with me. Come on, just receive. If you fall out, fall out. If you drop to your knees, drop to your knees. It doesn't matter. I just want you to have an encounter with Almighty God this morning. That's all that matters to me. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Will you stretch your hands to one this way? Let's pray together. You better, sister. Come on. Yeah, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. 